Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And we are bringing you another quick shot of romance episode. And this time we are reviewing um, Summer Proposal by V. Keeland. It has been on the top Amazon charts and the USA Today bestselling chart since the week it came out. Yeah, it's it's way up there because I think it topped out at like two or three on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's still in the top like 20, I think. I think it is, still is too. So this is a very popular book, but that's because it is <clears throat> Miss V. Keeland, who is awesome. She is. She's quite awesome. Okay, Leah, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Okay. <laughs> the first time I met Max Yearwood was on a blind date. Max was insanely gorgeous, funny, and our chemistry was off the charts. He also had the biggest dimples I've ever laid eyes on. Exactly what I needed after my breakup, or so I thought, until my real date arrived. Turned out Max wasn't who I was there to meet. He only pretended to be my real date. He only pretended to be until my real date showed up. To say I was disappointed would be an understatement. Before he left, he slipped me a ticket to a hockey game a few blocks away in case things didn't work out on my actual date. I tossed the ticket into my purse and went about trying to enjoy the man I was supposed to meet, but my real blind date and I had no connection. So on my way home, I decided to take a chance and stop by the game. When I arrived, the seat next to me was empty. Disappointed again, I decided to leave at the end of the period. Just before the buzzer, one of the teams scored and the entire arena went crazy. A player's face flashed upon the jumbotron. He was wearing a helmet, but I froze when he smiled. You guessed it, dimples. Apparently, my fake blind date hadn't invited me to watch hockey with him. He invited me to watch him play. And so began my adventure with Max Yearwood. He was everything I needed at the time, fun, sexy, up for anything, and only around for a few months since he signed with a new team 3,000 miles away. Max proposed we spend the summer helping me forget my <laughs> ex. It sounded like a good plan. Things couldn't get too serious when we had an expiration date, right? Though you know what they say about best laid plans. So this is a newer release, January 10th of 2022. Um, it is a blind date, fling, summer romance, meet cute, mm -hmm. put out percentage is 42. And as I listen to this little blurb, I kind of hate that she said to forget my ex because I do think we need to content and trigger warning this a little bit, especially for okay. Rachel. Now. I think Rachel would be okay with this one because of the way it plays out because they're, but she's in an open relationship. So with her, her ex-fiance, yes, they were so engaged. they had gotten engaged and he moved to London or England or Europe or somewhere. But before he moves, he's going to be gone for 18 months. Before he moves, he says, let's be on a break. Mm -hmm. We'll be open in our relationship you can do what you want. I'll do what I want. But then when I come back at the end of my contract, we'll get back together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she goes to visit him because she's a very successful florist and an inventor. And she goes to visit him in Paris where she's opening a shop for her floral arrangements that are special. Yes. 
and um, he tells her that he's slept with several women. Mm-hmm. And has and, been dating, and but she has not. She like, has not. Because I don't think she really thought that like he actually was going to do it because she wasn't doing it. So why would, why would he? Because they were engaged. So her best friend has pushed her to join Tinder. Her grandmother's friends are setting her up on blind <laughs> dates because that's the know, blind funny. date she's supposed to be meeting in the bar. And the aunt or the grandmother's friend, the great aunt's friend showed a picture of her in a Princess Leia cosplay costume. That mm-hmm. is the picture he saw. Which comes into play because Max, being a hockey player, is superstitious and he carries little Star Wars figurines in his pocket and he has Yoda he on him. But, but it's funny because when they meet, she's like, they're talking and she's like, are you Adam? And he's like, sure. Like, he doesn't say yes. He's like, yeah. sure. And like shrugs. So it's like, I can be. Yeah. So, and Max talks about why he went into the bar. He was walking on his way to the arena to get ready for the game. And out Mm -hmm. of the corner of his eye, through the window of the bar, he saw this beautiful woman sitting alone at the bar. Yeah. And he knew he only had a small time and he needed to meet her. Yeah. Which I thought was adorable. Adorable. And their meet cute is funny. I snickered and I laughed. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I thought it was great. And then when she realizes it's him because he's flashing up on the Jumbotron, I'm like. Well, because it's the dimples. Like she talks about the dimples. And it, well, and it's funny too, because when she's sitting at the hockey game, because she goes, so like the person sitting next to her is like, oh yeah, my name is Jenna. I'm married to like one of these players. I can't think of his name. It starts with a T, but I don't know how to pronounce it. But she's like, so do you know Yearwood? And she's like, no, I'm waiting for somebody. And so she was really confused because he didn't tell her his last name. But then like when he flashes up, pretty boy, pretty boy Yearwood. That's his nickname, pretty boy. So let's talk about pretty boy Yearwood because Mm -hmm. he is, in my opinion, the ultimate nice guy. He really is a nice guy. He's a little selfish at the same time. Selfish and he does something that is Nico level of irritation for me. But I feel like he, by the end of it, like I, I was not still mad at him. I was not mad at him either, but he does some things that make me very angry. Yes, he does because he, he makes some decisions and, and leaves some things out and does not tell people certain things that were important to tell yeah but and she doesn't not find out just... from him either like that's the that like really like yeah but let's talk really about what a nice guy a he is so he like, is he's such a sweet guy and he has this star wars like he's such a nerd he's like a closet nerd and i just was like i loved him so well, he much. owns two dogs a runt and this little Pomeranian or a, uh, a mutt and a little Pomeranian. And the Pomeranian mm-hmm. was actually supposed to be his niece's dog, but they found out one of the nieces was allergic to it. And the nieces begged him to take four. That's the Pomeranian's name. Well, but I love the dog's names too. It's Fred and four. Four. Yes. So the, the, the nieces and he will not disappoint his nieces. So like when mm-hmm. he plays hockey in Boston, he sneaks the Pomeranian on the team jet so that 
the girls can spend some time with the dog while he's in town. Yeah, because like, his brother lives in Boston, and so like he will take the dog. But the, his sister-in-law like pumps him full of like antihistamine so they can spend time with the dog. But I thought that was adorable, like his connection with his family and like his relationship with his brothers and his mom. Like I really like that aspect. Like actually, that's a really funny scene. Like when when they are together and they go to Boston. Yeah, and he surprises her with, with the entire family. The entire like the this is their second entire, date. Second date. Entire family. Like not even just like he's like, yeah, we're gonna go to my brother's for my birthday or his birthday, somebody's birthday. Yeah. And she's like, okay. But then they get on a plane, which she was not expecting, and they fly to Boston. And he's like, Oh, by the way, my entire family's here, and like, like opens the door. Yeah, all his brothers and sisters-in-law and his mother is there. Mm -hmm. And this is not a family without tragedy. No. And it was super powerful, the connection this family has, even in the face of their grief and tragedy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the boys are boys. Even as grown-ass adults, they are wrestling around and seeing who can get who in a headlock first. Oh, because the one sister-in-law says... Whoever gets all of the brothers, and because there's all brothers, and whoever can get all of the brothers into a headlock does not have to do the dishes. So yeah. they're wrestling, like in the kitchen, and their it's, mom is like, "You need to stop, just stop." She's like so over their shenanigans. So let's talk about Georgia a little bit because she is a. I think she's a difficult character to love. She is, but I think the thing with Georgia is she's, she's a very type A personality. Like she is a little high strung, likes she things a is, certain way. She's, she also has dyslexia and ADHD mm -hmm. and she has channeled her, her obsession parts of her ADHD into this very successful business. Which let me tell you these roses, I wish they were real because then I, I would totally too. want somebody to buy me flowers. Cause my big gripe about flowers is the fact that like they die within like a week. So people don't yeah. buy me flowers. So she used but to work I at a florist. Totally take one of these. So her business is she used to work at a florist and this man was coming in and buying roses every week for his wife. And then it got to the point where he couldn't afford that anymore because they mm -hmm. had moved to an assisted living care. And he said, Which I'm going to have adorable. Yeah. Adorable. He's like, I have to go down to once a month. And she was like, what if roses could last longer? So with technology and freeze drying and pres preserving the roses, she created it so that natural roses through, would go through this process and they would last for a year. She guaranteed mm -hmm. them for a year. And then she had some other things that you could change colors on them and dye. Th I mean, um, it's totally it's a fake pretty, business. It's totally fake, but I want it to be real because it's really cool. It was very cool. Um, but Georgia definitely has tunnel vision for her business. She mm -hmm. wants to be successful. And I think that's part of what happened with her previous person, her boyfriend, ex-fiance. Um, he felt slighted because she was so focused on her business. Mm -hmm. that he, And he was a novelist and his first book flopped and he was supposed to be writing a second book that he had a contract for. And he just didn't feel he would ever level up to being as successful as she was. Again, check us. Um, yeah. So 
I, I do think that it's important to remember that she's in an open relationship. But really, like, the guy is a non-issue. He's a non-issue. Like, they barely talk. She even says they talk, like, maybe once every, like, two weeks. Like, once every, like once a week, if and that. she's the one reaching out. And she's the one no, reaching she, out. No, he is. Because oh. she, like, after she found out about the women in Paris, like, when they oh, were in Paris, right. like, she stopped reaching out. So, like, if he doesn't, like, contact her, like, they have no contact. Because she just was kind of done. Because she was like shocked that he actually went through it with it. So I think one of the swooniest things in this book is this staycation. So Mm -hmm. Georgia is a lifelong New Yorker. Max has signed a new contract with the team out in Los Angeles and is leaving New York at the end of the summer. And his season is wrapping up and she has this bucket list of things she's always wanted to do in New York. And if she... And well, really a bucket list of things she really wants to do. And Mm -hmm. one of them is to take two weeks off and then explore the city. And um, Max makes this happen. He does. And it's, it's swoony and adorable. And I loved it for her. And they have so much fun and they really like get to know each other on like a, a, a different level than she was ever used to. Yeah. I just, I really enjoyed that because sometimes it's good to remember to um, explore where you live. Good things can Mm -hmm. happen. You see things you didn't expect. And that brings me to one of the best side characters in the book because it also shows what a kind heart Max has. And there is a guy that's the Zamboni driver at um, Madison Square Garden Mm -hmm. who has cancer and max has friended yes and he's grumpy and he hates starbucks (laughs) but he loves his wife and he loves the game and max like is feels like he's kind of a kindred spirit yeah he was a delight within this book Mm -hmm. he was a delight um well and i i will say do you really like maggie george's best friend (laughs) She's just kind of a force of nature who just does her own thing, but really like she grounds Georgia, like when she needs to be grounded. For sure. And I think that they really balance each other out. Um, so there is a flashback that I'm not going to spoil, mm-hmm. but I wanted a bit more here. I felt like we were left hanging. Yeah. Cause, cause there's a, character introduced in the flashbacks and you kind of assume who the one character is but you don't really know so I wanted like a definitive like this is who that was and I I was kind of mad that I didn't get that yeah there was this undefining piece that was sort of like the flashbacks themselves make sense but then they just kind of stopped and you don't get more and I feel like if they we needed one more. I just needed a label. Yeah. I need a label. And it also plays into what Max is hiding and yeah. what happens and um, his douche nuggetness like f- comes out full force. And while he does make up, there is no gr- hers is the grand gesture. Now, she did some things that were stupid, too. She said dumb things. <laughs> Yeah, um, but 
like her dumb things like they were kind of provoked in the moment yes like they were they were emotionally charged dumb things that came out so it makes sense like why she said the dumb things because tell me you don't say dumb things when you're upset oh i say dumb things all the time I don't even have to be upset to say dumb things. <laughs> so Sometimes yeah, so I say dumb things say so dumb can things. be funny. Well, I do giggle at you when you say dumb things to me. So, but anyway, I digress. But there are like, but when she says those things, like she is like emotionally distraught and confused. And so she's kind of lashing out. So I, it didn't bug me that she did what she did. Like what he did really bugged me. But the thing is that like his mom basically told him he was a dumb ass and Otto, who is the Zamboni driver, like he plays a, a big role like towards throughout the book, but towards the end, but he told him what a dumbass he is. And his brother told him what a dumbass he is. And he's like, but I'm not. But then he has like, his mom has this like come to Jesus moment with him almost. And it was like, it doesn't matter like what decision you make, because if this like affects you it affects everyone in the long run so why are you making those decisions for anybody which i thought he needed to hear and like there were just some moments like with his mom that i thought were really profound i would agree okay so let's get to our questions did you like this book i did i really like this book like i laughed really hard at a couple parts but there were some really sweet and sweetie moments but there were some sad moments and it had that like perfect blend of everything. Did you like this book? I did really like this book. I'm a huge V. Keelan fan. I read everything she writes. And I was hesitant going into this because I read The Spark this last fall, which was her last book that it. she sent out. And I mm-hmm. didn't love it. And so I'm always nervous going into the next book from an author that, you know. What well, the- but I think with I think with this is because we went from because the invitation was before the spark, right? Yeah. Because she had her and Penelope had a couple in there. But I think we went on like such a high from the invitation to the, yeah. to the spark to this. Well, the ri- so like- but see, I read the rivals and then the spark or then the invitation. So uh, and the rivals okay. is very, very good too. So. So you had two highs. Of them, okay. Yeah. But this is back up there. Like, I love this book. It is. It was very good. It's an unexpected <laughs> hockey book boyfriend. <laughs> I liked him, Heather, if you're listening. Um, who would typically like this book? Um, if you like a romance fling that turns into a thing, this is definitely a good book for you. Um, if you like those kind of nerdy heroes, like he's definitely a cinnamon roll. He's not an alpha or anything like that. He's, he's definitely a cinnamon roll. So yeah, if you like sure. a cinnamon roll hero, this is the perfect guy for you. Um, I think this is for contemporary romance readers, but there is a little bit of gray in this story. Mm -hmm. It's not a full love triangle, but it is gray. No, there's no, I would say there's no love triangle really at all because he's the, uh, the other guys, he's a moot point, honestly. But the way it starts, it's a little, but he's there. Move past it. It'll be okay. People. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Leah, would you recommend this book? I would definitely recommend this book. I sadly wish I could lick Max, but you licked him before me, so. Well, I did because I have to do hockey draft things and I need him. Yes, but we also have 2022 top reads and I did steal the invitation from you last year. True, true story. Um, 
I would re I really, really did like this book. I would recommend it. I like Max's character. George is a little harder to love, but I think that she has value in the story. And um, in the end, she totally makes up for it because. Well, but I think part of George's issue too, though, is like, she, she didn't have, like, she did not have a dad. Like her dad was like a trash person who wasn't involved in her life. Like, I think that like aspect and the fact that like she, her mom like doesn't live near her anymore. So she had some like emotional upheaval with this stupid like boyfriend situation too. So I think that was part of her, like, there was a lot of growth in her like she does her character arc develops really well and she and I think is that's the big thing she does show growth by the end of the book like you see her for a caring the loving person that I think her friend Maggie probably sees because Maggie is devout to her mm -hmm. and so you don't have best friends like that if you're a trash person you do not have good friends like that if you're a trash person so, Unless they're a trash person also. But Maggie, you can tell like, she is not a trash person. She is not a trash person. Um, okay, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and let us know what we should be reading. Because mm -hmm. we are always up for a new to us author or a book that we need to read because Absolutely. we have a hard time saying no. <laughs> we do. Um, so thank you everyone for listening to this quick shot of romance until next time. Happy reading everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the bookcase and coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on the shelf show notes. 